Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have joined Calvary Live. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of this wonderful program called Calvary Live. I am your host for today, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So you just heard the number to call in is 303-690-3000 to call in and be on the air and so glad to and blessed to be with you. Those of you listening on Grace FM, you are listening live on this Friday before Christmas. I hope that you are preparing for the Christmas holiday in your hearts as we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I know this weekend brings a lot of busyness and uh, they they call it the the Black uh, Friday or uh, number two or uh, the last crunch of shopping and everything else that needs to be done before the Christmas season. And and I hope that we do take the time to just uh, reflect on that wonderful story of Luke chapter two, the night that Jesus was born. And uh, I want to actually read it to you, but I want to welcome all of you that are listening on Grace FM along the Front Range in Colorado and uh, up into southern Wyoming. Welcome, and it's been blessed to be with you uh, all year long. And uh, as we get ready to celebrate Christmas, we want to continue to be a blessing to you. So give me a call. Grab one of those open lines at 303-690-3000. And there is another way for you to be able to ask questions or give a prayer request, and that is by texting a dedicated text line uh seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven and would love to be able to uh just talk to you and minister to you, pray with you. Maybe you need prayer this Christmas. Uh maybe you need prayer in the coming new year. Uh please give us a call and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's answer your Bible questions. Uh, talk about the things that are important to you. So 303-690-3000. want to also, as we always do, welcome those on the East Coast listening in on Truth and Hope FM. Uh, you too can call it that number that I just gave to you. And uh, beyond the air, and you are a week delayed as you listen to Calvary Live on those uh, stations. Uh, but also want to welcome the online listeners and uh, all around the country, the international listeners uh, right now listening in Brazil and Ukraine and South Africa. It is wonderful to be connected uh, by technology, and uh, we always encourage you to download the Grace FM app on your smartphones and tablets, uh, to have the on your computers the Grace FM website. It's a wonderful website. You can listen to great Bible teaching all day long, 24-7, all week long. And I want to just say happy birthday to Grace FM as they're going to be celebrating, I believe here in a couple days, twenty or um, on the 24th, I believe it is, um, or the 23rd of December, 
They've been on the air for nine years, and what a tremendous blessing that Grace FM has been to Colorado as it covers 80% of the population in Colorado. So please continue to support Grace FM. Continue to pray uh, for uh, Calvary Church, that it's a ministry of Calvary Church. It's it's not a big corporation uh, that owns Grace FM. It is a ministry outreach of a wonderful church that just celebrated 20 years of ministry on Wednesday. I was so blessed to be with Pastor Ed and Marie and and the family and the Calvary Church families. Uh, we celebrated with them on Wednesday nights at 20 years of ministry, and nine years of that have been uh, with Grace FM as well. And uh, very, very grateful for what God has done. So continue to pray uh, for Calvary Church. Continue to pray for Grace FM and uh, many more years on the air. It is so needed. Good Bible teaching uh, on the air uh, across Colorado, southern Wyoming, and uh, so many around the world that have downloaded uh, either the app or uh, listens to it on their computers um, and support them as the Lord leads you. So uh, just want to give out that shout of praise God for the things that he has done in providing Grace FM. Uh, also, just want to uh, encourage you as, as you begin to call um, that uh, we want to bless you. Calvary Live has been a blessing for me to be a part of, uh, and uh, just looking forward to continuing with Calvary Live this really is a ministry, Calvary Live, uh, to not only answer your questions, but to be able to minister to you. And hopefully it ministers to all who are listened in. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And I want to read to you, as this is the Friday before Christmas, I want to read to you that magnificent story of Luke chapter 2, that it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was while uh, they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, watching, watch, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the heaven angel a heavenly a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards man. And it's such a magnificent, magnificent story. I pray that we never get tired of it. And I would encourage you, you invite somebody out to Christmas Eve service. Uh, pray about who you can reach out to. Uh, invite them out to the, the uh, Christmas Eve service so that they can hear about the one who is the Savior 
of the world, Christ the Lord, born that night to come and save men from his sin, even as, as Joseph was told by the angel that, that Mary's going to have a son, uh, and you're going to name him Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the text line, 720-336-0897. So let's go to Littleton, to Aaron, on line one. Hi, Aaron. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, God bless you. What can we do for you? Thank you. So, um, my son's a student at STEM in Highlands Ranch, and <laughs> it still chokes me up to talk about it. You know, on the 7th oh, uh, of May... Um, yeah, absolutely. There were yeah, two domestic terrorists who went in and disrupted everyone's life and took a life of a, mm-hmm. of a heroic Christian in, in yes. Kendrick Castillo. Yes. And since then, um, I've been struggling with forgiving the people who perpetrated this act. Yeah. Um, and in discussions with other parents who are also struggling with it, um, th- there's kind of a consensus that, you know, this is a demonic act. There's no remorse. Um, the intent that was clearly stated by these two was to kill every Christian and conservative in the school. They said every Christian and conservative deserves to die. Mm-hmm. And there, there is no remorse. There's no sadness, no plea for forgiveness. Um, And so I don't want to forgive them, and I'm justifying that in saying that I think they're probably demonically possessed or, or, you know, uh, guided by the enemy. Right. And I'm just looking for... um, you know, biblical guidance on that. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely, can, I, can I stand on that principle? Or well, because they're in a human shell, do I forgive them? Yeah, yeah. And that's, listen, whenever evil comes to us, and Aaron, you know, you had a son that's a student at the school. You've talked to other parents. When evil comes upon a school like that in a shooting, and we've seen so much of it, or in a community, uh, to a synagogue, to it doesn't matter. It is so difficult, and I don't, first of all, want to pretend like I have any kind of understanding of it, the hurt, the pain that you guys have felt that comes to a community, that comes to a school, and it is evil that has come. Now, being a Christian, we know that there's the imperative to forgive, and I think one of the hardest things that God has called us to do is to forgive, most definitely, especially when we've been hurt deeply or, you know, so- something that tragic um, has happened. And, but, you know, the Lord, He calls us to forgive. And forgiving is a choice that we make. It does not mean that I am diminishing the act that was done or approving of it. I think sometimes 
People think that if I forgive, then I'm just kind of sweeping it all under the rug, the severity of the act, um, the evil nature of the act, kind of condoning, overlooking it. You're not doing that at all. Of course it hurts. Of course it was an evil act. But in choosing to forgive, here's the thing, that the Lord does not want that to just begin to eat at us spiritually. And, and then they still have power over you because it's eating you up inside. And so the imperative to forgive is for our own sake. It doesn't mean that there's going to be, you know, any kind of restoring of a, a friends with somebody who's cut you deep because there are those who are listening right now that maybe they're not experiencing the same thing that you're going through or the parents um, or, um, you know, the parents of Kendrick, that, that brave young man that gave his life to save others. But it's choosing to say, I'm going to forgive, and I think it's something that you have to do over and over and over again, day by day, bit by bit. And to forgive, as Jesus says, forgive just as your Father has forgiven us, we are to forgive others so that they don't still have power over you. And and to do it over and over again and making that choice, again, not diminishing the evil act that they did, uh, not overlooking it. And that is a very hard thing to do. And I don't want to sit here and, and think that it's not and where you just come to the point of, oh, I just forgive and that's it. Of course not. It is, Lord, help me to forgive. And I choose to forgive day by day, bit by bit, over and over again. And I'm going to forgive. And um, I pray that justice comes to these individuals, to anyone who does those things. Um, and and I pray that um, that somehow um, that uh, God, he promises that he'll work for good in, in those things, in all things. And we may think, how can you work for good? Uh, somehow in eternity's perspective and views that he desires to do that. So it's not an easy answer, is it, Aaron? No, and I think about uh, Christ casting legion into the caves and then having them run off the cliff and drown. Mm-hmm. And I say that, you know, I look at that and I say, Christ did not redeem those demons. Right. And if these are demon-possessed human bodies that, you know, perpetrated this act, you know, do we forgive them? What if they truly are not human? What if their souls are completely corrupted and they're demonic? Well, and we don't know how much. We don't understand at all the demonic influence. We're called to forgive and to, you you know, Jesus says some very hard things in the Sermon on the Mount. Pray for your enemies. Um listen, the Lord's still working in me in all these areas. And I've never gone through such a thing. And, and you know, for somebody to do something, you know, the enemy is working overtime. And one of the things that you were talking about, the demoniacs that is recorded in Luke's narrative, in Matthew's narrative, you know, one of the interesting things is, and it reminds me that in uh, Timothy, in Second Timothy, Uh, chapter 3, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. And he gives the description of what it's going to be like, but that word perilous is used, Paul uses it from Matthew's gospel to talk about the demoniacs. He uses the same word, that they were fierce. Uh, Those men were fierce. 
And and so I think Paul's given us a description there that in the last days it is going to be fierce. There's there's the enemy's working overtime. Certainly, <clears throat> you know, there's whether they were possessed or not definitely influences. I don't understand it all, but for you, Aaron, one of the things, and I think that perhaps the Lord is is speaking to your heart about this to forgive over and over again. Again, it's not overlooking. It's not. It's choosing to forgive. And asking the Lord to help you, and and we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own understanding, and that's why the Lord says, "Trust in me, in in all your ways, and don't lean on your own understanding." Because I don't understand it all. I don't understand why anybody would do that, or the things that we hear, um, the, you know, the violence, the lawlessness that's going on. But I do know what the Lord has called me to do, and I need His strength more than ever in the days that which we're living in. So I'm so sorry for your guys' loss over there and, and the hurt that you've gone through this year. It's uh, it, it's made the strong stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I've witnessed that those who have faith um, uh, were, were able to stand up faster and recover more fully and receive more healing uh, than, than those who don't. So I certainly thank God for that. Yeah, um, and our our community has been through so much. Colorado with the Aurora shootings and and you know other things. Even the hurt that's still there from Columbine years and years ago. I don't understand it all, and I know that I I long for the Lord to come back. And it's particularly very difficult when you come to the holiday season. So. Aaron, you know, just the Lord's strength and and praying through it and asking the Lord to help you um, to forgive the imperative that is given there. And and I said, it, like I said, it's not an easy thing to do. So, Father, I pray for Aaron. I pray for the others that, Lord, just the senselessness of violence that we see and when it touches their their families in a community is very, very difficult. And I just pray that you would um, just minister to their hearts and the comfort that they need, and the strength that they need, and the wisdom that they need. Uh, Lord, as we have, you know, the the kids are getting out of school now, but when they go back in this new year, I pray for safety. I pray for every school to be protected, for your hand of protection, the churches, you know, um, the places of worship. Um, Lord, we just can't make sense of, of the things that are going on. And, and Lord, I just ask that you would help us to keep our eyes on you, be strengthened by you, and not to, to lean on our own understanding and things that we don't understand, but to fall back into things that we do understand. And that is that we can look to you for everything. And one day Jesus is going to come back and set it all right. And that's when righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the sea, as Isaiah says. I just pray for Aaron for a, a Christmas uh, of peace and joy, and for all those that he's linked to that at this STEM school, um, that they would look to you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Aaron, amen. God bless you. P- appreciate you calling. Hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000. Forgiveness can be one of the, I think, one of the hardest things to do when you've been really, really hurt. But God desires for us to forgive and it's something that we can't do in our own strength but we need him 
303-690-3000 is the number to call. If you need prayer or you got a question, the text line is 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Biggs of Calvary Greeley. We're going to go over to Longmont where Jim is online too. Hi, Jim. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Um, when when we are raptured, we won't see death. We will be raptured. Then we come back with the Lord during the millennial reign. Is that not correct? Yeah, you, you're you almost got it. When we're raptured, when the rapture of the church happens, those who you know, Jim, and one of the things today over in Fort Collins, a sweet, sweet. Uh, elderly man that came to our church, just loved Jesus, loved the Word of God, uh, went home to be with Jesus this week um, unexpectedly. And so we did his memorial service today. And then at the gravesite, um, as the casket was there, I was reading to the people uh, out of Second Corinthians chapter 5 about the resurrection. So at the rapture of the church, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, those who are dead in Christ will rise first. That is, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that we will get new heavenly bodies at that time, those who have been laid to rest, those who are in Christ. But there's a generation of Christians that are going to follow immediately to meet the Lord in the air. So there's going to be a generation of Christians that will not experience physical death. I pray that I'm part of that generation. But um, but the rapture is going to happen. Um, it is taught in the Scripture. There's no doubt about it. Um, Jesus spoke about it. Paul the Apostle spoke about it. Now, we will go home and we'll be with the Lord. Jesus would say in John chapter 14, that I'll receive you to myself, that where I am you may be there also. Then at the end of the seven-year tribulation period, we come back with him. So the rapture of the church is when he comes for his church. The second coming is when he comes with his church. We will come back with him, and we will rule and reign with him uh, here on the earth. Um, and what exactly we'll be doing, I don't know, but Jesus gives us little hints about it in the parable of the mina, the parable of the talents. Some will be ruling over 10 cities, five cities, um, you know, and so we got a wonderful future, but the second coming is when he comes back with his church and then we're going to rule and reign with him. Well, my question is, Pastor Jeff, if we are raptured, we don't die. We're just raptured alive. So when we come back with him and we're back on earth again with him, will we still be able to die at that point? No, we'll be in our glorified state. So we will have our new heavenly bodies. Okay, so the resurrection uh, is for the dead in Christ will rise first, and then that generation, too, of Christians that are alive. They just will not experience physical death. Um you know, um, we know that Enoch did not experience physical death. Um, we know that Elijah did not experience physical death. There are some people that, um, because Hebrews says that it's appointed once for man to die, then the judgment, that somehow we must all die. Um, and that's not what the Bible teaches. 
for the most part, you know, we're all going to die until the rapture of the church when he comes for his church. But there will be a generation of Christians that will meet the Lord in the air. We will not experience physical death. So even after we come back, if I'm flying an airplane and, and I crash, I won't be able to die. I will have a glorified <laughs> body. Is that correct? Yeah, you'll have a glorified body, and um, so how everything's going to work, how transportation's going to work, I don't know, um, but uh, you have your glorified body. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Jim. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. See you <laughs> God Sunday. bless you. All right. God bless you. Good question. Yeah, when we get raptured, you know, there's a generation of Christians that won't have to experience physical death. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And we got, a, I think, a couple open lines. I'd love to hear from you on this Friday before Christmas. Maybe you got a question about Christmas, the Christmas story. Uh, maybe you got a, a question about your Bible reading. Maybe you just need prayer for this Christmas or for the coming new year. We're certainly here to minister to you, answer your questions. So grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. And again, I just want to welcome everyone that's listening in today. Such a privilege to be with you. Let's go to Decano, where Dustin's on line one. Hi, Dustin. Hi. Hi, How are you? Hi. Doing pretty good. How was your day? It was good. Busy. Uh, awesome. Uh, well, uh, hopefully that was awesome for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I was telling Jim this morning, um, I did a memorial service for um, just a sweet, sweet uh, young or uh, older man that passed away. We just loved him dearly. And, you know, it's a celebration of life. Um, and we know he's with Jesus, but it's also we grieve on this side of eternity, don't we? And, and um, so it was a good day. You know, I'm so glad that, as Peter says, we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not a dead hope. Yeah, amen. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a good thing for family to get together and, you know, just to— Sometimes that is a, you know, one of my friends who said it's better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got a question for me? Yeah, I mean, on that, yeah, I kind of had a, I, I tried to get through early this week. I just had a kind of a quick question and uh, like a, a, a prayer request because uh, um so do you think I just had a question cuz some people had said you know like about when Jesus comes back um they said for some people to like they should be ready for when Jesus comes back I mean why did because like I mean what's going to happen to the people who aren't ready like I mean like I mean, because Jesus is all merciful, right? But he's he's right. also he's the just he's all just, but and he's all merciful. So, like, I mean, I don't know. That's well, something that the, I've been wondering. Yeah, here here's the thing, and 
you know, we're getting ready to go to break in one minute, Dustin. So when you hear the music, I'll kind of break away. And um, uh, But I want you to hang on because I want to kind of walk you through this a little bit. And we have some time uh, to do that. So we'll have the break and then I want to complete the answer. <clears throat> Jesus tells us to be ready, right? He tells us to be ready when he talks about his return. He says, be the wise and faithful servant that's looking for the master's return because I come at a time that you least expect. He says, I come at a time that you do not know. So he's telling us to be wise. And all throughout the New Testament, we are told concerning the coming of the Lord that we are to be watching, to be ready. So you're hearing the music, Dustin. I want you to hang on. We're going to go to the only break that we have on the show, and, and then we'll pick it up right after the break and we'll finish our conversation we'll be right back 303-690-3000 grab one of those open lines welcome back to calvary live give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897 Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are listening to Calvary Live. Welcome to the second half of the program. you got plenty of time as we have two open lines and to be able to uh, converse and let's talk about the Lord. Let's finish this last half hour on just a wonderful, wonderful note talking about the Lord. And then also you heard that text number 720-336-0897 to text in a question or a prayer request. So we have two open lines. Grab them. We've got plenty of time in the show. We're talking about uh, the second coming of Jesus Christ with Dustin from Decano. Dustin, you still there with us? Yep. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So Dustin, for those of you maybe who perhaps just tuned in, was asking about being ready, and um, and the Lord tells us that we're to be ready. And here's the thing, Dustin— when I do my New Year's Eve prophecy update, uh, the the title of the message is going to be Christians. Are they discerning the times or ignoring the times? And unfortunately, we are seeing in the church, and it, it's really a concern of mine, because last year in 2019, in January, we did a study in the book of Revelation, and it took us 11 months. But do you realize that 90% of churches, what I'm being told and what I'm reading are not talking about the rapture of the church. They do not teach on the rapture of the church or will not teach through the book of Revelation. I have talked to pastors personally that say we will not teach through the book of Revelation for various reasons that we will discuss on our New Year's Eve prophecy update. And it's really concerning to me because we know that almost a third of the Bible deals with prophecy. And Jesus said that we are to be watching all throughout the New Testament, to be watching, to be, to be ready, to be sober, to be vigilant. Don't go to sleep. Uh, don't be apathetic. Uh, you're children of the day, not children of the night. Be sober. All these exhortations. But yet we see that the church is not discerning the times in which we are living in. That is much of the church. So that's something that's really on my heart because as Jesus you know, told us, and the Scripture gives us the privilege to know what the signs are that are taking place that point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. And and these are incredible times that we're in. They're very difficult times. Um, they're perilous times. 
but we also know that that the Lord's coming back soon. We don't know the day or the hour, but we are told throughout our lives that we are to be, you know, ones that are um, are watching and waiting, and um, we are to be ones that are looking. We don't want to be caught off guard. Matter of fact, Jesus said, "Don't watch and pray, therefore, that you don't get weighed down with carousing, uh, with drunkenness, and the cares of life." Now we may be thinking, "Oh, I would never, you know, be weighed down with carousing or drunkenness." Well, what about cares of life? What about cares of life? You know, we all have cares of life. So those who are believers, when we talk about the return of the Lord, and Jesus talking about a t- time that you least expect. We know that he is speaking about the rapture of the church, that when he comes for his church, we've already talked about a little bit on on this program. So we're to be watching and ready. And Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15 that in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. And so um, we don't want to be caught off guard. We want to be looking. John says that he who has that hope purifies himself, that is, if I live every day thinking that perhaps the Lord could come for me today, he can come back, return in the rapture of the church, or, you know, wise is the man or the woman who says, tomorrow isn't promised to me anyway, and it isn't promised to any of us. So we are to be looking for the Lord and to be ready, and that's the Lord's desire, and that's his um, will for us in our lives that we'd be looking for him, Dustin. So upon that, you know, um, you know, those who are Christians all will go up, be with the Lord, and then we will come back with him in the second coming of Jesus Christ, and then we will rule and reign with him in the millennium reign. Do you, do you want to add to that or want to build on that, a question you have? Oh, um yeah, I mean that I that that is amazing. I and so I think so for for a lot of people it's just just good to good to have peace with God now. And then uh you know then and to be to to uh it's uh, good it feels good to get right with God, you know. And just just knowing knowing that he that he always loves us and you know that we can we can come to him no matter what, you know. Yeah, and and to be looking to him, and you know that's what we are to to you know to do. We are to that's his desire. You know, there's some people that have the attitude, oh, you people looking for the Lord, you're just looking for escape. Well, um, you're sticking your heads in the sand. Well, that's not the heart of of Scripture at all. We are told to be looking, and um, when John says that he who has this hope purifies himself, uh, when he says that. Um, the thing is, if you're looking for the Lord, if you're thinking, I have today, I may not have tomorrow, the Lord could come back for me, the one that loves me, who died for me, you're not going to be living carnally. But, you know, those who say, oh, you're just looking for escape, well, Jesus said, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man give me an escape. I don't want to be here when the great tribulation breaks out. Uh, I want to be with Jesus standing before the Son of Man. So we are to be looking. It's the blessed hope that we have. And um, and that's the message that I want to keep giving 
uh, as we get closer to the return of the Lord. There's so many labor pains that are taking place. Jesus said the labor pains, are the signs are there, and they will culminate in the tribulation period. But we are seeing things, to, Israel's back in the land. We're seeing stage-setting events taking place uh, that speak of the second coming of Jesus Christ, and we need to be paying attention and be discerning of the days in which we're living in, not ignoring the days in which we're living in. So I would encourage you, you know, be looking every day, be watching, keep our hearts and our minds on the Lord, because he says that I come when you're least expected. So the question that I ask people, do you think that the Lord can come back today? And they'll kind of think, and it's like, be careful, because he could come back today. We don't know the day or the hour, but there's no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled for the coming of the Lord, for the rapture of the church. Does that help out, yeah. Dustin? Yeah, that's that's good. And and I, I mean, I'll what I'll probably I'll, I'll probably let you go so you can take some more calls. But I and if I could, you know, just to keep keep me in your prayers and stuff as well. That would. You know, and I'll, I'll do the same for you guys, too. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. Father, I pray for Dustin. I pray that as he's looking at the coming of the Lord, that you would help him keep his eyes on you. And, uh, Lord, just living for you, not to be weighed down, you know, or distracted like we can be. But, Lord, I just pray that you would bless him in this Christmas as we celebrate the first coming of Jesus, uh, born as the babe of Bethlehem, the Savior of the world, but, Lord, also that we would keep our eyes um, on uh, the second coming of Jesus, the second advent. And so, Lord, bless um, my brother Dustin and just bless his heart in every way uh, in the new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you, too. You have a good day, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> All right, you have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, um, we got a couple open lines, I believe, now. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, but somebody had texted in a question, and they were asking if we were going to live stream our Prophecy Update. We are going to live stream the Prophecy Update. Let me tell you just real quick before we go back to the phone lines um, that uh, we do um, uh, have Christmas Eve services on uh, Tuesday, 3.30 and 5 o'clock. Family services, candlelight service. We'll have a nursery available. Invite somebody out. If you're in the Greeley area, come. We'd love to worship with you and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And again, for those of you who are listening, invite somebody to a Christmas Eve service. A lot of churches add services um, and have it at different times. Some are early in the day. Some are later in the evening. But go and celebrate the birth of Jesus and take somebody with you. And then here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, we will be doing a prophecy update again, the church, discerning the times or ignoring the times, as uh, I'll be giving that at 7 o'clock on New Year's Eve. We will live stream it, but uh, we will be here and uh, looking forward to that as well and uh, hope that you can make it to that, those of you who are in the Greeley area. Um, Just want to... Uh, again, um, let you know that you can look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, for directions and other service times. We're going to be here on Sunday going through 2 Timothy 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, and I uh, hope you can join us for that. 
Well, let's continue with the phone lines. Let's go to um, Aurora, where uh, Lita is. Hi, is Lita? Thank, you. thank you for taking my call. Did I say your name right? I, I didn't hear it. <laughs> I didn't hear is what it, you said. Is it Lita? Lita. Lita. How mm-hmm. are you? Fine. How are you? I'm doing well, good. I'm deep in the study of Matthew 5. Mm-hmm. And so may I have two questions? Yes. Okay. Um, in Matthew five nineteen, it says, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Well, what are the least... What... Um, what are the least of who are, these commandments? Who, yeah, and um, you're wondering who's the least in, in the kingdom of heaven? No, no. I, I, I'm asking about what are the least, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments. What are the least? What, I didn't know there were commandments that were leaster than others. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. are the least commandments? Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, as Jesus is giving this, um, whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments, um, and and Jesus goes on and he begins to explain it, I think, further in the rest of the the uh, the Sermon on the Mount here. Uh-huh. And he goes on and he says, because you've got to remember that they— were ones that um, the people are listening, the house of Israel, that they were ones that they were so into the law and the religious leaders. And so Jesus goes on and he's going to say, listen, right after that, starting in verse 21, that you can say that you don't murder, but if you hate somebody in your heart, you've committed murder. You can say you haven't committed adultery, but if you commit adultery um, in your heart or you know you lust in your heart, then you committed adultery. So he's saying that here's a, a, a the issue. It's a heart issue that he's talking about. They were so focused on the external, you know, the religious leaders. Jesus is going to say something that will just absolutely uh, floor them in verse 20, that verse um, after he says, whoever breaks one of these, least of these commandments, he says, for I say to you, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, can you imagine, Lita, those disciples hearing that, saying, what do you mean our righteousness must exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees? Nobody is more righteous than a scribe or a Pharisee. And people looked at them and said, look at those Pharisees. You know, look how they keep every dot and tittle. They tithes of their, you know, even the, the herbs in their gardens— Look how righteous they look. They um, know the law. They they know the scriptures, every dot and tittle of it. Uh, they were ones that prayed on the street corners, prayed twice a week and all of this. But Jesus said, your righteousness must exceed the righteousness in the scribes and the Pharisees. And so he begins to tell how to do that, that it's a heart issue. I see. And that, Yeah, and, and it's a heart issue— and the whole point of the Sermon on the Mount is you need the Savior, Jesus, 
because none of us are righteous apart from him. And, and so here he's talking about um, they thought that, you know, we keep the most minute details of the law, and that makes us righteous before God. And earlier, when he begins the Beatitudes, he says, Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Oh, that was going to be my second question. Um, okay. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It, it means you realize that God made us to worship him, to know him. And when we realize that spiritually I am bankrupt, and, you know, I think we all come to that point before we come to Christ that I can try to be good, I can try to be righteous, I can try to be, you know, um, you know worthy in all of this, but when we come to the point of, Lord, I am not righteous, and I am not worthy, and I fall short, and I have sin, that's those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. When you realize your need for Jesus Christ, when you realize that in and of yourself that we are bankrupt, that we're lost, that we're dead spiritually, but he well, has made us alive, as Ephesians chapter 2 says. And in the uh, 15th chapter of the Gospel of John, Jesus tells us that without him, we can do nothing. Yep, and nothing means nothing, right? Exactly. Nothing <laughs> means nothing. We probably can't even do bad things without his help. Well, we, I mean, we got we sin would nature. Want to, but I mean, we can't even do that. The point. You know. I, yeah, right, Lita. And the thing to remember is anything that good that comes from us, it's only because of the Lord, and it's good in his sight. So Jesus is talking about a heart issue, those who are poor of spirit, realizing that I need the Lord. I need the Lord. He needs to be saved by him. So all things are talked about. Very good questions, Lita. Thank you very much, and you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> God bless you. Have a Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas as well. All right. We all need Jesus, don't we? Hey, let's go to Fort Collins. Chris is on line three. Hi, Chris. Thank you for taking my call. I've got two uh, questions, and I know uh, we're getting short on time, so I'll try and be quick with you. Okay. Um, the John that was at the foot of the cross and said to him, Behold your mother and take care of her. Um, was now I understand that he is John the Revelator, but were they was this John a half brother of Jesus? Some have said he was a cousin. Um, so John, of course, it was John the Apostle that was with Mary when Mary, you know, was commissioned to stay with John, and he would usher her away uh, during that time. Now, here's the interesting thing, Chris that when Jesus died on the cross, none of his brothers or family members that we know of came and asked for the body of Jesus. I find that very interesting. Who was it that asked for the body of Jesus? Because usually family members would ask and give him a burial. If they weren't, then crucified victims were thrown in a garbage heap. And, um, and you know, they, they weren't treated with respect. But who asked for the body of Jesus? It was Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. So I find that interesting. So it was John that was with um, with Mary uh, there at the foot of the cross. Okay. Did any of his brothers uh, 
come to be disciples. Any of his half brothers, they weren't yeah. they weren't the, of the twelve apostles. But when you read Jude uh, in the back, um, and uh, I believe that he is the half brother of Jesus, more commonly. And so James, uh, I believe, was also the half-brother of Jesus as well. And uh, can you imagine growing up with a brother that was perfect? Um, and that's what they did. And the Scripture says that they didn't, didn't become believers until after the resurrection. And it was um, Mary and his brothers that came looking for him up at the Galilee region. And, um, you know, they, um, they were ones that um, didn't believe until after the resurrection. You know, even the apostles, they didn't fully understand everything until after the resurrection as well. That kind of surprised me, Mary. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah. and the second question was, what was the relationship between Mary and Elizabeth? Was it a First cousin, second cousin, distant cousin? Uh, um, I think cousins. Um, so they were related. Mary went to Elizabeth's house when she was carrying John the Baptist. So I believe they were cousins. Um, Jesus and John were believed to have been cousins. Um, and perhaps uh, one of the things that is, and this is, you know, some thoughts on some of the scholars that the reason that Mary was there at the wedding feast of Canaan, she was the hostess of that, that wedding feast. That's why um, she came to Jesus and said, Hey, we're out of wine. But some have suggested that that was John's wedding. We don't know for sure, but it's just speculation. So I think if I'm correct, uh, Mary and Elizabeth were cousins. Well, okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Hey, you have a Merry Christmas. You too. Bye bye. All right. All right. 303 690 3000. I think I skipped Marie in Denver. Hopefully you're still there. Are you there, Marie, on line one? Hi, Marie. Marie, are you there? Okay. Hey, Marie, if you're listening, I, I do want to um, uh, answer your question. You ask, is it possible to be active in two different churches? Um, and how do you feel about that? You know, some people do that. I think that it's good to have a home church, to be involved in that home church. Uh, there are some people that are active in two different churches for whatever reason it might be. Um, I know that there's uh, a brother that goes here to Calvary that they uh, have been going here for years, but yet they go to another church here in town that has a Tuesday night Bible study. They don't have a, a Sunday, so they're active in that. So without really, you know, having that conversation, but always enjoy, you know, I think it's good for uh, people to have a home church that they're serving in, that they're dedicated, that their family is going to. There may be some possibilities and different, you know, uh, um, reasons why they might be active in two different churches, um, and um, you know, and and without having the discussion, um, it's kind of hard to tell. So, 
but I think it is good to have a church that you're dedicated to and that you are a part of and part of that church family. And so anyway, Marie, hopefully that helps a little bit, um, even though uh, we didn't have the conversation. Hey, we're getting close to uh, the end. I'm going to maybe uh, look at the um, um, uh, the prayer request. One came in um, on the dedicated text line. And Merry Christmas to you and to your family, Pastor Jeff and Calvary Greeley. And uh, we thank you, Angie, for that. My request is for my son, Adam, who's suffering with a bad cold and flu, and my sweet sister in Christ, Willa, who's ongoing problems with their eyes. Many blessings to you and the Grace FM listeners. So she, Angie, is expressing her uh, greetings of Merry Christmas to all you who are listening here today. But Father, we do pray uh, for her son, Adam, who's suffering with a bad cold and flu that time of year. The flu season has hit early. We know that here in Colorado. And I know some people that are suffering from colds and flus, but we lift up Adam to you. We pray that you would bring healing to him, especially before Christmas, and uh, heal his cold, uh, his achy body. And we pray for his, uh, her sister in Christ, Willa, who's ongoing problems with her eyes. We just pray you touch her eyes and uh, and clear her eyes um, Lord, bring healing to her eyes. And Lord, I pray for Angie that you would bless her this Christmas. And I thank you for her listening. Just thank you for all those um, that uh, are uh, sick today and uh, that you would just continue to minister to them and that you would bless them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And so, so grateful again to be with you. You know, we got a few minutes left, and I read to you the Christmas story. But my prayer for you that are listening here today is that that you would have a very Merry Christmas. And as we have the kind of the Christmas crunch right now, somebody said this morning, you know, only a few days, uh, three days, uh, and then it's Christmas Eve, and then it's Christmas Day, that we would take the time to just slow down, maybe read the Christmas story again, give thanks to the Lord uh, for sending his son to come, uh, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, born to us. And it's so wonderful to know that God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. And, And there was a reason why Jesus came, and that was to do just that, to give us hope, to provide forgiveness of sin. And I hope and pray that for us as Christians, I want to encourage you that that seek the Lord in this new year. He wants to do wonderful things in your life. He, he wants to bless you. He desires to continue to grow you. Keep your eyes on him. Keep growing in the scriptures. Keep reading your Bibles. Be in fellowship with other believers. That's one of the themes that I have pressed, you know, during this time is that um, that that we be in fellowship, and um, and so um, be in fellowship. I want to take one more call. Somebody from Philadelphia that has a quick prayer request, Jerry. Yes, yes. Hey, hey Jerry, um, we got hi. we got about we got two minutes, so we're going to have to make okay. this really quick. 
Um, I ask that we pray. I just met a young man in the supermarket, um, and the supermarket had a hot hot bar of hot food. And this young man, maybe 25, walked up, and he told me that he was so hungry. Uh, Could I get something for him? He was hungry, and he was shivering. And uh, I said, yes, whatever you want. And I'm so thankful that I'm able to pick and choose what I would want to eat. But this one person was so hungry, and I'm overwhelmed. I'm very overwhelmed. And I just, I didn't even ask his name. I just asked that we pray for him, protection, and pray for him. Let's let's do that before we go off the air. And Jari, that was the divine appointment. God bless you for helping him. And Father, I just pray for this young man that Jari in Philadelphia ran into and, um, and provided something to eat. I pray that for this young man that, Lord, that uh, as he received the love of Christ through Jerry, that, Lord, that you would just provide for him, that you would work in his life. We don't know anything about him, but you do, and he's hungry. And as Christians, that we would have a heart for the lost, the hungry, the downcast, those who are hurting, that we would be sensitive like Jerry to minister to those uh, that are around us, those divine appointments that we have, to be flexible and, and show compassion and mercy to those around us. We just lift this young man up to you for you to minister to and bless in Jesus' name. Amen. Jerry, thank you. Amen. God bless you. Thank Merry you. Christmas to you, sister. Hey, Merry thank Christmas you. to everybody that's out there. We're going to be ending the show here in a little bit. Again, invite somebody out to Christmas Eve services. Looking forward to being with you in the new year on Calvary Live. God bless you. Be safe out there. Be careful. Worship the King. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Goodwill towards men. Amen. Have a good night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.